not only does he give Hulk Hogan a hug, he dry humps Hulk Hogan while Hulk Hogan is being bear hugged by the giant. And then Hogan screams and runs like a little bitch. Somebody go get help. He literally just tried to commit murder with a man off a rooftop and then ran away screaming for help. Remember the video store kids? When we used to do that, we used to go to this, oh, we used to go to this place and we used to rent movies. Kevin Sullivan is making this so incredibly hard to watch. His existence is making it hard for me to watch. Uh, well, here's the thing about that they just give title shots to anyone. Clearly. The following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not for those of the host. Your discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast that turns the clock back to a time when sports entertainment was still called professional wrestling. This is Return to Wrestling, and I am your host, the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, and I am here with my co-host again to drag me through the muck that is 1996 WCW Nitro and the pay-per-views. Lord Cusselot, Travis Pointer, a.k.a. the Dragon King, a.k.a. Big T, a.k.a. Sweet T, a.k.a. T-Money, a.k.a. Black Merlin, a.k.a. the HNIC. What's happening? I didn't fuck it up that time. I'm proud of myself. You we do didn't. this so, so infrequently now that, you know. It's easy to forget. I've even forgotten before. So it's just, you know, it was one week of, um. I want to say it was it was on Super Flashy Air of Tomorrow where I said Sir Cusselot. I corrected myself afterwards. Like, but just to go back, it is Lord Cuss a lot now. Yes, I'll even correct myself. I did a whole thing. It was fun. But yeah. I really gotta hmm? I, I, I can't believe they got you that title. Like I... <laughs> but anyway, we're here to talk 1996 WCW and uh Travis. Oh, also, by the way, I actually realized I can actually like sign that on things now too, like legally. Like, I can sign Lord Travis Pointer when I sign things, and it's fucking amazing. But go ahead. We started this, what, like a year and a half, two years ago? Um, Has it been that long? Yeah, yeah, because we've gone through about a year of WCW now. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little over a year. And for, for that amount of time, you have been telling me, don't worry, Matt, the Dungeon of Doom is going to go away. <laughs> don't worry, Matt, the Dungeon of Doom is going to go away. <laughs> I swear I thought they did. Like I don't Halloween remember Havoc. I don't remember any of this. Ninety six, and the Dungeon of Doom is still fucking here. They are, and here's the thing: I don't remember any of this shit, dude. I swear to you. Like that's the thing. Like I legit thought they'd be gone by now because I don't remember anything they're doing right now. I don't remember it at all. And I don't like I don't understand how Conan's part of the Dungeon of Doom, but Glacier isn't because Glacier is a character tailor made for Kevin Sullivan's bullshit. Yeah. Conan. Yeah. Becoming the Conan, the K-Dog that we know. And then being the Dungeon of Doom. (laughs) Makes no fucking sense at all. You guys are going to have to excuse me. Um, I am getting over a cold, so I know I'm a little stuffy. My voice might crack a little bit. Uh. Hopefully on the tail end of it, it's like day five of this bullshit. And I've already done th- two other podcasts this weekend. So, uh, yeah, kicking my ass a little bit. But we're going to get All through right. 
I'll keep Rip my laughter to a minimum. <laughs> All right. September 16th, 1996. Uh, WCW Nitro. Monday Nitro, not Monday Night Nitro. Right. Uh, kick it off with a cruiserweight title match. Hoovy loses to Rey Mysterio. What was the date of this Nitro? September 16th, so 1996. The middle, in the middle of September. So, Matthew, I have here. I was able to look this up. A, a, a scan, if you will, so I can look at WCW Magazine from September of 1996. Is this that thing we talked about earlier? Yes. You told me to remind you, you about? Okay. Yeah. And then you cool. didn't remind me? Yeah. Well, I didn't know you wanted me to do it right at the beginning of the show. You said during the show, so I was going to wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let well, me you got it. Yeah, I'm about to I'm gonna share it with you so you can take a look-see. All right. You see it? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is WCW Magazine, September 1996 issue here. This is what was in WCW Magazine. Look, look at Alex Wright. Look at Alex Wright. (laughs) Look at Alex Wright. (laughs) Yeah, you see Nash and Hall are on the cover of WCW Magazine. Is it just me or does Alex Wright look like he'd be in one of those dancing bear videos? Yeah, yeah, he does. He looks like that now. Like when Straight I, like, up male stripper. Not like, you know, not in 2022, but like like where we're watching now on yeah. Nitro. Oops, he, oops, yeah, oops. Yeah, yeah. And even the way he dances, just a, yeah, yeah, 100% stripper dance. <laughs> uh, but let me see. I think this is. That's the cover. Yeah. I think they'll let me actually like go through the magazine here. Yeah. DDP. <laughs> My guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, some editor's notes. I wish this would let me zoom in. Nah, I won't zoom. Is there something specific here you want to? Not really. I'm just curious as to what this all says right here. That's all. With the editor. Okay. I could read it to you. Oh, sure. If you want. I have really good eyes. If a week in wrestling is a long time, then a month in wrestling is an eternity. Just one month ago, I praised Hulk Hogan for being one of the big boys. Now I can hardly mention his name. Like many of you, I feel betrayed. I feel let down. I am left with wondering just who or what is left to trust. I'm not reading all that because that's going to strain the shit out of my eyes. But yeah, so it's basically them, it like them, a paragraph. Yeah, yeah, it's basically them. Like whoever this is, who who signed at the end? That's uh, Colin Bowman, editor. Fuck that is. Yeah, okay. I guess he's the editor of WCW magazine. But I guess him. That's just him being pissed off about Hogan. Okay. Yep. As we all should be. Yeah. Did you hear the news? No. Hulk Hogan can never wrestle again. I thought that was already a given, but okay. He came out in an interview and said, due to injury sustained over his career, he can never wrestle again. And that was probably the happiest point of my week. Because I'm never going to have to see that old fuck step in the ring again. Billy the Kid. Oh, Kidman. Okay. What's that? What's Who's at Hooters? I don't know. It says scorned. Um, 
It's like Scotty Riggs. Before he lost his eye. Yeah, yeah. This is this is pre I lost Scotty Riggs. Yeah. I'm pre, pre Ravens flock. Scotty yeah, Riggs. I'm trying to re- I think he doesn't lose the eye until a year from now. Everyone's gonna see this on the video version, right? Like this isn't I just us so. talking and they're gonna have no idea. Okay, I think yeah. so. Um, I, I think so. I did it right because if not, then <laughs> I'm gonna have to do some other shit and try to overlay with some. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be a pain in the ass. But I, I think I did it right. This is, I guess, this is before Sting told everybody to stick it. And Mean Gene got fired at this point, right? Like as we're going through this, he wasn't fired. His contract was just up, and he didn't come back. Okay. Yeah, and it's just you know. He came back eventually. It's just at this point, he hadn't come back yet. His contract was up. He didn't want to sign. He wanted more money or something. I don't know. But Because he just like disappears and they kind of talk about it, but they don't really say what happened. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gone. Yep. And we'll talk about it on this one too, but this is like, you know, after this, um, after this pay-per-view we see here, uh, Savage is gone for a while too. Savage dresses like a rich old white lady. <laughs> you can see like a lot of this stuff with the magazine it's not like as current because this was the magazine era so it didn't have to be you know yeah it's like they're still showing this shit was like you know holy shit does that say mark madden yeah he was working for wcw back in 1996 i guess because it wouldn't be till like 2000 i want to say when he became a uh an announcer or, oh, uh, at WWE. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a shitty commentator. I remember that. Yeah. In WCW. Yeah. 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 The hostile takeover. Yeah. I love how it's the hostile takeover, but it's all just the cruiserweight title match and not the NWO. Yeah. Like there's no NWO in this at all, but like it's the hostile takeover. Some damn good fucking uh, shots there of Ray. And psychosis. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean they had a banger of a match though. So they did. They did. They had a banger of a match as well, just for different reasons. They just were banging up against stuff. Talk about the nasty boys and public enemy here. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about the nasty boys this week. Those dumbasses, yeah. But yeah, this is WCW magazine. I mean, I can kind of just scan through the rest of it. We don't have to like analyze every page. But you can see it's older stuff, you know, not stuff that oh, yeah. At that time, but yeah, this is what WCW magazine looked like, people. In case you saw those ads as a kid and wanted to see it and couldn't get the subscription because your parents wouldn't pay for it, but yeah, yeah, this is what was in there. So you really weren't missing much. It was oh, they mentioned Medusa here, even though like she's just not on TV at all anymore. But yeah, right. Yeah, yeah there is no women's division yeah. in WCW right now at all. After throwing the WWF women's title in the trash and that whole thing, we had a good period where like Medusa was wrestling Bull Nakano and some awesome women from Japan, and then yeah, gone. More stuff about the outsiders, so big Bubba. Yeah, but yeah, man, this is WCW magazine. You know, I just thought it'd be funny. You know, we get a kick out of showing the people and taking a look at it ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, this is all leading up to Fall Brawl last month's pay per view. Like I said, I forgot about this last month. 
because I had it then and we just got caught up in conversation. I forgot, which is why I just did it right at the beginning this week because I'd forget. Fair enough. All right, so September 16th, one day after fall brawl, uh, Juventud Guerrera, Juvi, loses to Ray in a Cruiserweight title match. The uh, we got a Mongo and Benoit interview. Uh, clearly, Mongo McMichaels is on drugs because I didn't understand a goddamn word he said. Like, he's ranting and raving. Deborah's there doing Deborah things. Like, it was a whole thing. Did then I we got the Glacier Pro. Here? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I definitely have a note here. Stop letting Deborah talk. But, yeah, but. yeah. Deborah was good for certain things on TV, and cutting promos was not one of them. She know. had an appeal, and her appeal was business suits, female business suits yeah. Uh, in yeah. WWF. Yeah, yeah. With the top slightly open so you can see the bra and the puppies. Yeah. The puppies, yeah. yeah. Uh, Glacier promo. All right, so we got the origin story of Glacier, how he went from a redneck to a samurai. Uh, he decided to move halfway across the world because his father was a cop and he didn't want to shoot black people. So he, he, he moved to Asia <laughs> to get away from that. Uh, but he still wears blue in honor of his father, you know, whatever. Uh, he comes out with, we got knockoff Mortal Kombat music playing. His theme song is going to be a cheap ripoff of the Mortal Kombat music. And I, actually, I didn't remember this theme music because this doesn't stay his theme music. Yeah. Because like, I remember, like, I remember his, I guess it was his second theme music is the one that I remember. Because, like, I heard this and I'm like, did they change this for the WWE Network, you know, because they didn't have rights to the song anymore? Because they do that with a few other things, like DDP's music is not what it was before. Um, and that never changed because I listened like and watched later stuff when he was, you know, later on in the career. And it was still this other stuff that they used. Um, Public Enemy's music is not this. It's something different. Um, yeah. So a few of them, it was just like, huh, interesting. And I think like when they start using uh, when Jericho turns heel, I think they start using his WWE music. Overall. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Uh, speaking of interesting, we got Ice Train losing to DDP, but we don't see the finish of the match. You know why? Because it is more important to show fans dressed in NWO T-shirts blockading the merchandise stand to stop people from buying WCW merch. They're protesting they're wrapping themselves in caution tape so because we had to cut to people we don't give two fucks about impeding people from buying wcw merch which we miss the whole end of the match they do give us a replay though and it shows ddp throwing uh teddy lawn's towel in the ring while the ref has got his back turned he grabs it off teddy and throws it so then the ref thinks that even though ddp is locked in a full nelson that Teddy threw the towel in for his competitor who was in an offensive maneuver and calls the match. Can you guess who the referee for this match was? Oh, it's probably Nick Patrick. Yeah, 100% <laughs> Nick Patrick. Because Nick Patrick and Teddy Bear Long do not fucking like each other. At all. And Teddy's just managing everybody. He's managing fucking Ice Train. He's managing Jim Powers. Just whoever the fuck they Teddy, go out there with this guy. I mean, Ice Train and Jim Powers. Who else? Uh, he was managing uh, Scott Norton. And, well, that uh, Pitt- was, that's just because he was with Ice Train, though. Craig Pittman. Pitbull Pittman. Oh, I forgot about Pitbull. You're right. You're yeah. Right. Uh, we see X-Pac in the crowd. Hanging out. Six. X-Pac. Six. Uh, that was six. 
Super Calo loses to Conan. Uh, Tanay interviews X-Pac after the match and says Six. he was in Japan and thought he'd just stop by to see what all the all the hype was about. You know, he's not here for the NWO. He just he heard about WCW and after his little tour in Japan, thought he'd come over and see what was going on. Uh, Hugh Morris loses to Brad Armstrong. Why the fuck is Brad Armstrong on every fucking episode of Nitro? You know who that is, though? Yeah, it's fucking Brian Armstrong's brother. Like yeah, it's yeah. Road Dog's brother. The Armstrong family is the Armstrong family. Yes, yeah, I. Yeah, they know they, they're but, important to wrestling, man. They that's you know that's why they he kept getting booked because their family is important in wrestling. They just they get jobs. Who the fuck is Brad Armstrong though? Like, he's an Armstrong. Yeah, uh, we got a Macho Man interview where he practices his rap skills a little bit before that you know that that banger of an album he dropped later. Um, they never get better. By the way, they're they're still just as bad. Basically, says he's going to beat Hogan. You trying to say you trying to say the Macho Man ain't got bars? I'm saying the Macho Man doesn't have bars except for that one diss track he wrote about Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Uh, The NWO arrives. Everyone from WCW that matters. They're telling us he's going to be in Japan next week, except Randy. So, like, it's a big. Oh no, the NWO is here today, and they're going to find out that Randy's the only person that we give a shit about from WCW. So, like, all of the mid-card talent that's there apparently does not matter. Like, they're not important. Now, Flair's gone. Sting's gone. Luger's gone. Everyone's going to be in Japan, which is terrible booking on their part. Like, you know, Randy decided to stay, though. He's going to take the NW on by himself. Uh, we got a Macho Man match. He loses to Norton by DQ uh, and then lays out Nick Patrick, which then leads to Nick Patrick getting a neck brace and a whole angle where he's suing Randy and We'll get into that. Glacier makes his debut against the big boss man. His Nitro debut. His Nitro debut. Because he was on WCW Saturday night and we don't watch that shit. Or some other shit. Yeah, he was on something else. Yeah. Um it's it's the blue light special when Glacier wrestles. It's kind of like for you new fans who aren't familiar, it's like when the fiend wrestled and had the red light on, red light special. Glacier's got a blue light special. Or oh, seen Connor when they did the thing with the lights there. And then they bring out Eric Bischoff to give commentary because this is Eric Bischoff's brainchild. Like Eric Bischoff is the karate guy, the martial arts guy. So he's giving expert analysis on all of the, the martial arts maneuvers that Glacier is using in this match to defeat Ray Trailer, the big boss man, who has hated Glacier for weeks just for existing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His mere existence bothered Big Bubba, and he had to do something about it, like get his ass whooped. We get a sting interview, uh, but he turns his back to the hard cam. Like, he's not acknowledging us, the viewing audience. He's speaking directly to the WCW fans. No music, by the way, too. No music. Uh, He talks about how his friends doubted him, so fuck them all. Fuck everybody but the fans. And then he says he's a free agent, and he'll show up when he feels like it. And this is what I have been waiting for. This is the beginning of the turn from surfer sting to the sting that I know and love. So now this was cool. Like I'm not the fact that they did that element of him, like not acknowledging the cameras mm-hmm. talking directly to the fans in the audience. Cause that's who matters to him. Fuck my friends. Like I came out here. Like, what how friends? did you not know it was me? Yeah, you saw the guy. You looked him in the face. How'd you not know that wasn't me? Like, yeah, like that's the thing was like when Lex dropped that line. Like I looked you right in your face. Like, yeah, then you should have known better. 
my best friend. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I could look at you and I could look at a million other black people and I would know that which one you are and I would not mistake someone else for you. Even I've known you way sunglasses. too long. Even if he wears sunglasses. <laughs> uh, we got Jericho and Buff Bagwell as a team losing to Flair and Arn. Uh, Liz doesn't want to come out. She's she's still upset about Randy. She's trying to figure out what she's doing. This this gets really fucking weird because there's the whole thing we're going to talk about here with uh, the NWO, but Liz is refusing to come out with the four horsemen. She's she's very conflicted. Um, during the match, X-Pac pushes a giant metal button and NWO flyers fall from the sky. Go figure, he's with the NWO. Didn't see that coming. No idea. Yeah, there's uh, no way he's not with the NWO. This is all just shit. Yeah. Uh, we find out that the NWO is getting their own show, supposedly. Um, NWO listens to a recording of Sting on a cassette and makes fun of him out in the parking lot uh, because fuck Sting. Apparently, no. Apparently, what they did was they used that recording to lure like Luger over to the thing to kind of confuse and make him think that the NWO sting was the real sting. So that's what they were kind of making fun of all of that in the process. Um, Lex versus Mongo and Benoit because Sting does not come out to be Lex's tag team partner because fucks like yeah. wow, fuck Lex Luger, like uh, ends in DQ. Lex single handedly destroys the four horsemen for about two seconds and then they run a train on him. Like they yeah. just destroy Lex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Four because they're one. mad at Lex because yeah, they blame Lex for losing war games. Yeah. Not the fact that they were fighting, you know, three on four. So. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the end of it where the NWO is watching Nitro from a lim- limo and plots uh, how they're going to take over next week with everyone in Japan. It was an all right show. It wasn't bad. On the bright side, there was no Dungeon of Doom this episode. So, you know, that's always a plus. No Kevin Sullivan. No Hulk Hogan. I like, I can't complain. Yeah. And Glacier finally debuted, you know? I mean, Hulk Hogan was there, but he was like in the limo outside. Yeah. He didn't really do much, though. So, listen, fuck Glacier. All right. Glacier did not do it for me. Give him time. Eventually, you'll just slightly be irritated by him instead of loathing his existence. September 23rd, 1996, we kick it off with Hoovy and Brad Armstrong losing to Conan <laughs> and Kevin Sullivan at the Dungeon of Doom. Mm-hmm. Defeats Hoovy and his tag team partner, Brad Armstrong. Uh, after I love match, seeing this, <clears throat> like seeing how they were able to pull it off, because at this point, I, I believe like Hoovy barely spoke English at this point, so... Yeah, I'm just like, huh. It's always interesting to see how those matches work because I guess they say like the language in the ring is universal, so it's just interesting seeing how they're able to work all that stuff out without knowing each other's language. But I'm sure, like, um, others like, uh, like Sullivan, I'm sure, is wrestled in Japan, so we know some and wrestled in Mexico and wrestled all over the world, so they all know, you know, a little bit of other languages, but like. So you got Conan, you had Conan in there. Yeah, yeah. Conan, Conan can handle that. And Conan wrestled the majority of the match. Sullivan only tagged in at the end to get the win. And then after the match, 
Conan gets jumped into the Dungeon of Doom because apparently it is a gang now, and that's how they do things. I have not seen anyone else, not the Yete, not uh, the Kraken, or whatever the fuck that fucking... Loch Ness. Yeah, Loch Ness, that dude. Nobody else get jumped into the Dungeon of Doom, but we're going to jump in Conan because... It happened off camera. Yeah. (laughs) Another Macho Man interview. Uh, talks about how he took himself off the Japan tour so that he could get gangbang NWO style this week. Like he was looking forward to that. Didn't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike's penis loses to Chris Jericho. Uh, Honestly, you said that I put Mike anus. You know, Mike Mike's penis loses to Chris Jericho because he's Mike's penis is the ready part of rough and ready, and mm-hmm. Dirty Dick Slater is the rough part of rough and ready. So the dirty dick is rough. Mike's yeah. penis is ready. But the thing is, doesn't the dirty dick have to go into the anus? It does have to go into the anus, and if they break up, that might be that might be something. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it'd be Mike Anus. Yeah, but they're a tag team, Travis. Yeah, so they come so, together. So it's it's the dirty dick and Mike's penis. Well, Double penetration. The, dirty dick in the anus. There's a ready penis and a rough penis. Double penetration. Uh, Rough penis, ready anus. I'll let you listeners decide, decide. which, which yeah, you, you prefer. Yeah, you all let us know what you think. How about that? Mike's anus or Mike's penis? Which one do you like better? Uh, we got Pat Tanaka losing to Glacier. Uh, again, they're playing up the whole Pat Tanaka is a martial artist, so he'll be on par with Glacier. But Glacier is such a, a badass martial artist that he defeats Pat Tanaka. Still off putting um, hearing him come out with Goldberg's music. Well, that's the thing is I literally have right here. Glacier was the template for Goldberg. Like they tried what they what ended up working for Goldberg. They tried to work with fucking Glacier and it didn't work. And they realized, okay, this is what we did wrong. And then they made it work to make Goldberg work better. Could be. Um, Public Enemy defeats Harlem Heat to win the tag team titles. Didn't see that coming at all. No. Not at all. Then they took it back, though. So it didn't even oh yeah, real quick. They're like, um, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Macho Man defeats Greg the Hammer Valentine with another chair DQ, or loses to Greg the Hammer Valentine because of another chair DQ. Uh, the NWO comes out. They jump Randy. Liz comes out to watch and runs away. Nash whips him with a slim jim, which I found very amusing. I love Kevin Nash. I really do. Uh, the NWO yeah. takes over the show. They introduce Vincent as part of the NWO. So we got X-Pac last week. We got Vincent, a.k.a. Virgil, this week. Uh, Vincent keeps pulling Eric's hair, and you could tell Bischoff was getting pissed. He was Pulling his hair, it. doing that <clears throat> on the shoulder thing. And yeah, yeah. But you remember when <laughs> Titus got suspended for touching Vince McMahon? Yeah. Imagine if Titus had done what vincent did to eric to vince like i could see him getting suspended for like yanking his fucking hair and slapping him on the shoulders not just a gentle like hey boss what's up like come on yeah he definitely was pushing it so just like but i mean he stayed employed forever (laughs) pretty much yeah And then we get the redneck tie-in that WCW loves so much. The NWO NASCAR, driven by Kyle Petty. 
Kyle Petty. I don't know who Kyle Petty is, but they said it apparently was a big deal, though. So Kyle Petty is the son of Richard Petty. And the only reason I know this is because Phil was a huge NASCAR fan back Mm. in the day. Phil loved Jeff Gordon, loved NASCAR. I never got into it. Like the whole weird WCW infatuation with NASCAR and monster trucks just blows my mind. I mean, I, when Na- I know, like, at the time, like, I know NASCAR monster trucks were pretty big. It's just they just weren't our circle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to actually love watching monster truck rallies, though. I used to go with my grandmother all the time when I visited her in Louisiana. Like, we'd go to either go to a monster truck rally and watch or we watch it on TV because I just, that was what we did. Um, so I enjoy monster trucks. Even now, like, when I see it on TV, like, it kind of just reminds me of my grandmother. And, like, sometimes I get a little teary-eyed. But it's just, Aww. like, but it's just, like, one of those things, like, it's, it was a good time for us. So I, I can, you know, watching big ass trucks tear shit up and, and crush shit is fun. Um, NASCAR bores me, but. Um, Talladega Nights is fun. But other than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If every if every NASCAR race gave us that kind of inside look and we saw everything going on that way and it looked like that. Sure, I'd watch NASCAR every day. Yep. But, you know. Also, because the NWO has taken over the show, uh, Big Show is now the ring announcer. Yeah, yeah. And and he announces Jim Powers versus IRS, who Travis previously referred to as VK Wall Street, but is no longer VK Wall Street because of the lawsuit with WWE, WWF at the time. He is now just M Wall Street. Mm, I missed that. So now I'm calling him IRS again because he's no longer VK <laughs> Wall Street. He's just IRS. So because uh, they switched from VK to M, which has nothing to do with IRS, you get, you get you feel justified in still calling him by the name he doesn't go by here. Correct. Just okay. like WWE recently changed Pete Dunn's name to Butch. I'm still going to call that motherfucker Pete Dunn. Like his name is just Butch. Just Butch. He debuted alongside Sheamus and Ridge Holland on the main roster in their Gangs of New York attire. And they said, you may know him as another name, but his nickname is Butch, and they are calling him Butch. Interesting. Does he still wear the, the singlet? I don't know. He didn't have a match. He just came uh, out in the, the wife beater with the suspenders and the old school pants and the hat. Oh, this was like this week? like recently. Yes, this was oh. this week. Which now dates everyone for when they listen to this episode to know when we recorded it, but yeah. Uh, Jim Powers a while ago. Holland Nash beat up Powers and Wall Street uh, leaves. The ref quits. Nick Patrick comes down and replaces him. And then Big Show chokeslams Jim Powers and gets the win in a match he wasn't even a part of. So that was the whole thing. W's a W. Hogan shows up uh, looking for somebody and finds the Nasty Boys backstage. Well, he's just like spray painting the building. Like tagging the building. Yeah, just, just for they no don't, reason. It's not they even, don't it's own like, the building. Yeah, it's not even WCW's building. Like you just, it's so weird. And honestly, you, it was only super weird though because it was Hogan doing it. Like yeah. had Nash and Hall done it, they would have found a way to make that look at least cool in some way. But Hogan just looked awkward doing it. Like this is not what you do, sir. Let, leave like it to the, everything Hogan does. Like, leave it to the ones who are supposed to be doing like no, he works like you know, cutting that front man promo for him, you know. But like 
like the, the stuff that they do that really makes the NWO what it is was Hall and Nash, and they're the ones that need to be doing that shit. All Hogan needs to do is stand up for him, be like, yeah, I'm in charge here because uh, I'm the greatest ever. All you people are here because of me, because I'm so great, blah, 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 blah. You just keep doing that, and everything else will be handled by the ones that really make this thing go. Yeah, but uh, basically he, he says, hey, here's my hotel key. Go back to the hotel room. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk some business. You know, I've loved you guys my entire life. Don't forget about what I did to my best friend. For, don't, don't pay attention to what I did to the booty man, Brutus, the barber beefcake, yeah, my best that. friend of all these years. Not important. You guys, I really do love. So here's my hotel key. Go back there. Get naked. I'll meet you guys in a few hours. Fuck the shit out of you. We'll, we'll sign some papers. It's going to be great. Uh, really bad. We're supposed to, what? What else do you give someone a hotel key for, Travis? Maybe he sent someone else up there to take care of them. You don't know. Have you ever given someone a hotel key that you did not intend on fucking in that hotel? Yes. You have. Yes. Really. Yes. Oh well. You and I are different people. Then I don't just give my hotel key out to people. I mean, you was someone I still knew. Like we were out on a trip or something like that. Like yo. You go, you need to go take a nap here. Go take a nap. You know, that kind of shit. Normally, if I do that, they've got their own room. They can go to their own room. Like Depends on the situation. Yeah. Uh, Duggan versus Ron Studd does not happen. Uh, Ron gets stomped on his way to the ring. And then we find out it's going to be six in his debut match versus Jim Duggan. But instead, what? And we also get the debut of the NWO music. Yes, we get the debut of the NWO music. Uh, Duggan decides, I'm not going to play along with this bullshit. Starts swinging his two-by-four around and no-selling the shit out of six until Big Show comes in and drops his ass. Mm-hmm. NWO Sting defeats Bo Ledoux. Yeah, I have uh, NWO Sting versus some dude. And because yeah. I was just I didn't remember I didn't hear them say the name, and I'm like, I don't care enough to go back and find out. So he's just some dude. Um, also, I believe they mentioned during this match at some point how NWO Sting is kind of like their shot back at the WWF because they're like they know about people parodying them, yeah, because WWF did the whole fake, fake diesel, diesel, fake razor, yeah. so they did a fake sting, and fake sting was their little, yeah, little dig, ha ha ha, fuck yeah. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it did get them bigger, better contracts. So, like, you can't be too mad, Hall and Nash. Like, that's the thing. That's there's opposing viewpoints on that because there's, you know, you ask Bischoff, that's not the case. Um, you ask, you know, Nash and Hall, like, yeah, we got bigger deals because they they panicked when they saw that because we were only on deal memos and blah blah blah. And Bischoff has always been like, deal memos are still legally binding. I wasn't worried. Like, it's just so he just gave them more money for shits and giggles. <laughs> He never says he gave them more money. They say they got more money because of it. He he's never said he gave them more money. He he actually like I said like that's not the case. That's not what happened. So it's okay. just they 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 remember it differently, perhaps, or one of them is lying. Who knows? And then in our main event, the outsiders defeat two Canadians wearing black and pink. Really, really, you're not you're not gonna talk about rage and chaos. You know your favorite people. It wasn't raging chaos. Oh, right, right, right. The French Canadians. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And they wore black and pink. So they basically said, Hey, 
we're going to beat up Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart, but the WCW version. We've got yeah. two Canadians in black and pink, and we're going to stomp them. Yeah, but they're French Canadians. They don't count. <laughs> I don't know why uh, I said that or what that even means, but <clears throat> I'm going to go with it. Um, we had a whole discussion on Friday about how uh, Canadian semen tastes like maple syrup. Interesting. I've so, never tasted Canadian no, semen before, but that was that was yesterday. That was Saturday. Because Mr. Warren Hayes has done our show, our regular show, Smack and Raw, and I was with Kyle from Apron Bump yesterday covering 05 TNA, and I don't remember how we got on this. Oh, uh, Team Canada, and then we were talking about Team Canada and how. Canadian semen tastes like maple syrup. What about Canadian pussy? Also tastes like maple syrup. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. That's why Trish was so popular. Anyway. <sighs> September 30th. Um, Eric's going to address the NWO. Uh, bringing in Hogan was his biggest mistake. He'll never make that mistake again. Well, no shit, because he's already fucking here. Um. We got Hoovy and El Technico losing to Public Enemy. So Hoovy's just like, Hoovy's a tag team slut at this point. You know, Brad Armstrong, now El Technico. I don't even know what the fucking El Technico is, yeah, but he's here. He's, he's somebody. He gets put, El Technico gets put through a table after the match. Yeah. They like kicking off the show with Luchadors. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a good way to get the, get, get the night going, though, so they can... Do some high spots, get the crowd hype. You know, makes sense. This is also Public Enemy's only successful title defense before losing the belts back to Harlem Heat. So yeah, yeah, because they're like, this was a bad idea. Let's put the belts back on a tag team that looks like they might be able to beat the Outsiders. <laughs> yeah, we got another Benoit Mongo interview. Uh, Deborah Mott reminds us, in case you forgot, that Mongo won a Super Bowl in 1985 yeah. with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah. it is 1996. It's 11 years later, but do not forget. The, at some point in his life, Mongo won a Super Bowl with the Bears. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Benoit just says, Horseman, Horseman, Horseman. Yeah. He shouldn't talk either. No. We got an NWO public service announcement. Um, I, I didn't realize this at the time when I wrote this because I wrote Hogan kidnapped a child, coerced his parents into letting him watch his kidnappers on TV past his bedtime. Then I found out that it was that, Nick Hogan. That was Nick, yeah. <laughs> so he kidnapped his own child. <laughs> Hanging uh, out in the hotel room with the wrestlers because that's a great place for a child. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nash is talking about how Deborah wants to fuck him. Yeah. He can tell. And Xbox ordering room service for everyone because that's that that's his role in the NWO is room service pitch. Basically. Like not Vincent. I would have thought it would be Vincent. Just from the way they treat him and use them and the role he's always played, but no, it's X-Pac. At this point, yeah. I think X-Pac just like, was like, look, I know what they like. I'm going to handle this now. And then eventually, you know, Vincent becomes their bitch and does all that stuff for him. But right now, X-Pac was just handling it because he just knew what everybody wanted already. He knew everybody best, you know. I don't know. I'm yeah. still falling here. Who knows? I just, I was very surprised that X-Pac got the delivery service job. Because you find out later that X-Pac was not happy in the NWO or his time with WCW and would claim that Hall and Nash weren't either. He said that on TV in WWF. Yeah. Like, but, you know, other interviews, he's said the very exact opposite, that he had a very yeah. great ride. So it was just like... Yeah. 
Uh, Dean Malingo loses to Alex Wright. Now, mind you, again, on WCW Saturday night, apparently Dean took uh, Rey Mysterio's panties and he's been carrying them around with him. Sir, sir, it was his mask, okay? His mask. Panties, cock mask, what's the difference? It's the mask for his face, sir. Okay. Well, he stripped Rey Mysterio. And he's carrying around that souvenir with him. Um, Alex Wright gets the surprise win here. Good for Alex Wright. You know, male strippers need to win every now and then. Yeah, you got you to gotta get a W sometime. We're supposed to have a Macho Man interview, but he doesn't show up. He's just not there. You know, he's losing his shit. He's crazy. He got his ass whooped. We're going to find out where Macho Man is later in the night. And this this gets really fucking days of our lives. So uh, Eddie Guerrero defeats Jim Powers. Uh, Teddy Bear Long, again, not happy with Nick Brace or Nick Brace, Nick Patrick's officiating. Doesn't think it was a fair call. Uh, the Nasty Boys party with the NWO. They finally show up to the hotel room. They got the hotel key last week, but just show up this week, even though they're in a different city, I'd assume. Probably. So yeah, I don't I think they had started touring again at this point. So yeah. Um so Hogan had the hotel and the key a week in advance to give to them to hang out this week. No, I gave him another one this week. Okay, so he fucked him last week, and then this week was the post fuck party. Again. He did not fuck the nasty boys. Listen, Hogan fucked everybody in the wrestling industry. Repeatedly. You say so. Uh, we got an Arn Anderson interview. He addresses Liz's loyalty or lack thereof. Uh, all Liz can say is, listen, it's complicated. It's complicated. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's complicated. So Arn says, Arn says the four horsemen don't do just the tip. You're either all the way in or you're all the way out. One of the two. We don't just tip the round. We don't do just yeah. the tip around here. No, no. Yeah. We need full penetration or nothing. Uh, Hugh Morris defeats Brad Armstrong because, again, every week, fucking Brad Armstrong. And he's losing every week. He's out there to lose every week to a different opponent. Look, I need you to stop pretending that you don't love Brad Armstrong, okay? I don't love Brad Armstrong. We all know how much love you have for Brad and his Armstrong, all right? I can't wait till we get to General Erection. I know it's a long ways away. It is. It is. Like, hopefully... At that point, because that's not even like the fun kind of bad wrestling. Like, that's bad. They just like, I don't know. Like, there's a, there's a fun kind of bad, and then there's what was happening in 2000. <laughs> like, See, you had General Erection, you had Corporal Cajun, you had GI Bro, you had Major Guns, and then whatever the fuck Chavo was. Yeah, I forgot what Chavo was. I don't know. I I think it was I, Lieutenant Loco. Lieutenant Loco, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. See, that part was actually kind of funny, but like everything else was just like, this is not the fun kind of bad stuff. This was just, I need this to stop. <laughs> you remember when, uh, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get to it, hopefully eventually in like three years, but uh, No Limit Soldiers yeah, were a faction yeah. in WCW? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who the hell? Yeah. Uh, Arn defeats Chris Rednecks. Yeah. Because Kurt Heading became a West Texas redneck. Because 
Yeah. You uh, you encounter many West Texas rednecks in San Antonio? Uh, I mean, it's it's full of them. Like we're in Central Texas, but yeah, a lot of West Texas rednecks hang out here too because they like the Riverwalk. And I was just at the rodeo a couple weeks ago, so yeah. Bronx and blood, the bulls and mud. We call the thing a rodeo. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, and here's the thing: enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. Not gonna lie. Like after a while, you kind of get into it. You start like, "Oh shit, is he gonna hang on?" Oh shit, and yeah, yeah. One dude rolled a bull four times because every time, like, he wouldn't get the score he wanted. But there was a um, he like got the right right to do a re-ride because the bull basically fell over. Oh. So whenever that happens with the bull, you can re-ride again if you want. So he kept getting the re-ride, but then the last time he didn't make it, then he had to use that last ride. So he was just like, I wanted to get that win, but he didn't get it. And it's just like, ah, it was, yeah. See, I was pissed because the wife and I were watching the Go Big show last night. Mm-hmm. And the guy that won the whole thing was the guy who just did front flips over bulls. But every week it was the same thing. The bull would run at him and he'd flip over the bull. You didn't add anything to it. You had mm-hmm. a dude belly flop into 10 inches of water that was lit on fire who lost to a dude doing a front flip over a road, like from 26 feet in the air, set a world record. Oh, that's some bullshit. Who lost to a dude who just jumped over. Yeah. Jumped over. Bullshit. <laughs> yep. All right. Where were we? Uh, Arn Anderson defeats Chris Jericho. And then Liz is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. I'm leaving for the night. She's gone. Uh, Lex defeats IRS. Also, we got to see what I call, you know, we only got it for a little while for this night. The best three-man announced team that has ever existed. Which is? Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and Mike Tanay. Like, the three of them is the best three-man announced booth I've ever seen. You know, best announced team, period, is still J.R. King. But, like, a three-man team, it was this one right here. Eventually, okay. once Bischoff, like, you know, we spoilers for those of you who somehow don't know this, Bischoff officially joins the NWO and is no longer an announcer. Um, what? <laughs> what? Um, it's it's the That's the Monday night thing every week. It'll be the first half of the night is <clears throat> Shivani, Larry Zabisco and Mike Tanae. And then the second half, they replace um, Zabisco with Bobby Heenan. See, and I, I'm not sure if I like Zabisco better than Heenan. So I'm going to have to, I can't wait till we get to that point so that I can kind of compare because Zabisco fills the same role but that Heenan well. does. But not yeah, well. we will see. Maybe less racist. Yeah, I mean, but definitely less racist, but also less entertaining. <laughs> so it's just, you know, Six in one, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. You know, what's okay. your flavor? Uh, WCW dedicates their NASCAR because WCW has theirs to Sting as an apology. We are sorry, Sting, that we didn't trust you, we didn't believe you, and to make up for it, we're gonna we're gonna turn the WCW NASCAR into the Sting NASCAR. We're gonna put a scorpion on it. There's a driver nobody gives a fuck about it has ever heard of driving that car. He's probably gonna lose. But this is our apology to you. Yeah, you don't you get, get your Kyle own Petty, but you get a car. Yeah. Uh, the Faces of Fear defeat the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, they're still not dead. 
Bobby Heenan in shit Bobby Heenan says. Probably my favorite thing I've heard Bobby Heenan say to date. Do you know what you call Hulk Hogan buried up to his neck in sand? Not enough sand. Bobby always gives you one. He's you're gonna get one out of Bobby at some point. You, you watch all the way through all this, and you just like at some point Bobby's gonna give you one. Most of the time it's in some form racist or sexist, but sometimes it's just a good one. Yeah. Yeah, like murder Hulk Hogan. Like all for <laughs> that. Uh the faces of fear jump. Rock and Roll Express. I, I, I abbreviated that as R-N-R-E. And I had to look at that. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Public Enemy tries to make the save, but they also get wrecked because it's fucking the Barbarian in Ming. Like, why would you? Why would you go after those guys and not bring weapons? Like, yeah. When NWO goes against them, they bring weapons. <laughs> like, well, the NWO goes against anyone. They bring like they could fight Brad Armstrong and bring weapons. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't lose. It could be Hall and Nash versus Disco Inferno and Brad Armstrong, and they would still use weapons. Yeah, yeah. But guess who keeps getting the wins? Uh, we got an NWO PSA, uh, more NASCAR bullshit. We got Benoit defeating Rick Steiner. Then we got another NWO PSA, but this is back at the hotel now. So Liz goes to the hotel room to fuck Hulk Hogan to get the most awkward shit just randy out of debt or some shit like uh, this was like a porno like you know when you're pornos where your wife goes and what this was supposed to be dude fuck somebody because your your husband's in debt or some shit uh yeah she took well remember she took all his money in the in the divorce and all that and i guess yeah rick spent it all because that's what rick does and she's tired of watching Mm. macho man get jumped every week so she decides I'm going to go get gangbanged by the NWO and settle settle Randy's debt and everything's going to be okay. Apparently, now we talked about this. Big Show apparently at this point has done two movies. He said he has finished two movies, one of them with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Tell me what the fucking movie featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Paul White is because I have not seen it and I need to see it. I don't know, but if it exists, I want to see it too. Uh, the NWO gets a box, a gift. Uh, all I could say was, "What's in the box?" I want to know what was in the box. It's and then, as Liz, in a box. then as Liz leaves the hotel room, doing the walk of shame after the gangbang, uh, Ma- Macho Man runs down the hallway, finds her, starts yelling at her, and is like, as he's yelling at her, he's sprinting back and forth up and down like, the hallway. Like he's going to the room and then comes back and yells some more. Then goes back yeah. to the room and then comes back and yells some more. And it's like, dude, dude, make up your mind. Yeah, it was fucking weird. That's how the show goes off air, is Macho Man sprinting up and down the hallway to yell at Liz before he goes in to find out who gangbanged his ex-wife. Yeah. Um, October 7th. Harlem Heat defeat Public Enemy with a lot of help from Colonel Parker and Sherry. Uh, We get a recap from Saturday when Heat won back the belts. So at this point, this is a rematch for the tag team titles that Public Enemy had already lost. Mm -hmm. Uh, Liz tries to find Randy to tell him it's not what it looked like, even though we all know it's exactly what it looked like. Um, the The Outsiders cut a promo in the crowd. During the match, mocking Harlem Heat, they've got the the nose strips on. 
Um, and there's a really bad Jason impersonation because apparently Scott Hall doesn't know that it's and he does what a lot of people do and it goes I was not happy about that. That sounds like that really bothered you. It did because there's a whole thing where they use an echoplex and it was kill, kill, kill and ma, ma, mom. So it came out but a lot of people who think they know what they're doing do it wrong kind of like um the fucking famous star wars line that everyone gets wrong like they all think oh i know the star wars line luke i am your father and it's not you know that's not it no like, i am your father yeah yeah so hey i'm a horror movie fan i want you to get your shit right if you're gonna do horror movie shit do it right uh jeff jarrett arrives he is in w why does jeff jarrett Everywhere he goes, think he's going to be a main event star. Think he's a bigger deal than he really is. Like, he thought he was the shit in WWF. That didn't work out. He was a mid-carder at best. Comes to WCW, thinks he's the next fucking Ric Flair. He's walking around doing the Ric Flair strut on top of the world. Eventually, Vince Russo shows up and says, fuck it, I'll make you a star. And then from there on, like, TNA, he was just, like, uh, the king of the mountain for fucking ever. Didn't let anyone get over. You skipped a few matches, though. You skipped a you Glacier sure? match. No, I, that's still coming up. Somebody has... Jeff just arrived Jeff's match. He arrived at the building. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then we find out about the $1 million <laughs> fine on Macho Man that Nick Patrick is trying to push forward, and he claims that he's the one that got rid of Mean Gene for talking shit to him and accusing him of being with the NWO. Uh, DDP defeats Jim Powers, uh, puts his hands on Teddy Long. Do not put your hands on Teddy Bear Long, DDP. I love you. You are my favorite guy from WCW, but do not touch Teddy. He's a treasure. Yeah, you don't touch Teddy Bear Long, man. What's wrong with you? We got a Macho Man interview. This time he does show up. Uh, He's hanging out with the NASCAR Slim Jim driver because Slim Jim has their own NASCAR. The NWO has their own NASCAR. WCW has their own NASCAR. The Macho Man puts this guy over for coming in 10th. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a big accomplishment. You you were in the top 12. (laughs) Dude, this was fucking terrible. Yeah, it went on so long. Like, the whole top 20, top 15, the top 12. Like, dude, dude. All you got to do is be like, yo, there's many people racing. He was intense. Like, you, you know, he's a bad dude. You could have stopped right there, but you didn't have to do the top 20. Top, like, dude. I also stop. feel like finishing 10th isn't a big deal. Like, I don't think you get anything for finishing 10th. I don't know. What is it Ricky Bobby says? If you're not first, you're last. I don't think that's real, Matt. 100% real. Uh, Liz interrupts, and Macho Man tells her to go fuck herself. NWR already did. Now, go fuck yourself. High voltage loses to the faces of fear. Of course they do, because everybody loses to the faces of fear. Rage and chaos deserve better. Glacier defeats Mike Winter because his last name was Winter. So we're we're playing up the whole glacier thing. You, you've got a you martial sure arts guy's name. Yes, I thought it was Mike Winter. I'm pretty sure it was Winter. Nash McDisha. 
because my whole thing was like they had Pat Tanaka for the fighting and then they had Mike Winter because Glacier and Snow. Even if it is winter, I'm going to call it winter because it works better. I guess because, yeah, Mike Winter. Yeah, Mike Winter, WCW. Yeah, Mike Winter, W-E-N-N-E-R. Whatever. He's not important. He never became anybody. <clears throat> right, right. Because I remember it being that because I'm like, huh, it's almost Mike Wiener. But I did realize, though, that I do appreciate the Glacier thing because it's like Malachi Black if he had a really shitty gimmick and posed a lot. Kind of. Jeff Jarrett defeats Hugh Morris. And then they do an interview. Morris. It was not. Are you with the NWO, Jeff? Jeff's like, no, fuck Hogan. He's a liar. He's lying about being wrestling. I'm wrestling. And says the NWO can stick it. Arn defeats the Renegade, who is also still around. I mean, you know, they still. He doesn't even look like Warrior anymore. Yeah, they had to stop that. So, yeah. Arn tries to explain to Renegade he doesn't belong uh in wrestling from a tree of woe while he's hanging in a tree of woe wow why is that so hard to say tree Tree of of woe and then luger runs in and scares off arn anderson which i don't believe and then they do the thing that i hate lex luger's already out there and then lex luger goes in the back so he can redo an entrance for his match against dave taylor yeah unless for some reason we weren't you know they went to commercial break and they needed to do something in the ring during that commercial break, but I don't know. I guess the reason that they did this was because Jeeves gets wrecked during Dave's entrance and then Arn jumps Lex Luger with a chair on his way to the back after the match. So uh, Rick Steiner defeats Benoit. Oh, yeah. By the way, Jeeves gets wrecked by Dave Taylor during dave's entrance like dave is disrespecting his butler uh rick steiner defeats benoit the nwo arrived distracts commentary deborah distracts the ref rick steals the briefcase and drops mongo and benoit with it main event time macho man versus rick flair during this (laughs) yeah no because during this we go to Hogan offering the Nasty Boys a contract if they watch his back as he confronts Macho Man. Uh, The NWO takes out Flair on his way to the ring. Big Show stalks Liz to the ring and, like, awkwardly holds onto her and grabs her. Randy tries to come to a rescue, but Hogan drops him from behind. Randy gets a chalk outline and tagged PH. I don't know what PH stood for. Pornhub, maybe? Maybe they were like, hey... In the future, there's going to be this awesome podcast on Pornhub who's going to cover this, so we're going to shout them out here. I don't know. Big Show no-sells, a pop to the back from a fan. Like, dude blasted him in the yeah, back of the full head. Full can, like, to the back. Just He didn't even flinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul White don't see that shit. Hogan says that he has nullified the marriage of Liz and Randy because he has that power. Uh, Because he now owns her mind, body, and soul. Miss Elizabeth is officially Hogan property. So fucking cringy. (laughs) 
And then X-Pac destroys the commentary booth with a monster truck. Yeah, because fuck now. Because monster trucks and NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. Then we pick up the next week as if none of this ever happened. And guess who's in our opening match, Travis? Your favorite Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. Losing to Dean Malenko. NWO shows up. Two things that you just absolutely love. Seeing Dean Malenko win and seeing Brad Armstrong in another match. You know what? I don't don't have the issue with Dean Malenko that I used to have. Like, he is what he is. NWO does arrive. IRS loses to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Wall Street. Hugh Morris defeats Jim Powers. We continue the issues between, like, are we going to get a Teddy Long versus Nick Patrick match? Because if not, why are we doing this? No, it's just a continued Nick Nick uh, Nick Patrick saga of him being an awful referee. Greg Valentine does the job for Lex Luger. Tony Schiavone inter- interviews Nick Patrick. Uh, let's him know Randy isn't getting fined a million dollars. He's getting fined five hundred dollars, and he's going to miss the first five matches of nineteen ninety seven. Uh, Tony thinks that Nick was the masked ref from the NWO Saturday night when they had their own show. It was NWO Saturday night. They got their show that they talked about. Uh, they had a ref that was in a mask that looked a lot, moved a lot, and sounded a lot like Nick Patrick, but Nick says that wasn't me. It wasn't me. Swears he's in the NWO, and he's very pissed that Macho Man is not getting fined and said his team of lawyers is going to take care of this. Uh, We're supposed to see Mike's penis versus the Macho Man or Mike's anus, depending on what you prefer. Uh, Bischoff tries to get an interview during his entrance. There is a Liz video package for Randy that is a total mind fuck. She is on a swing, on a tree, professing her love for Randy and apologizing and all of these things in a place that was very special to them. So Randy just says, fuck it and goes home. Yeah, yeah. Like, who shot that? Like, who did Liz get to come and take video of her doing this? And then, like, I want to see the video from after the interview. (laughs) I'm sure you do, Matt. I'm sure you do. Poor Mike's penis didn't even get a match. Like, he was ready. He's always ready. Mike's penis is always ready. He didn't even get the fucking match. Not as ready as his anus. Eddie defeats the Cheetah Kid. The cheetah kid is what you have? Okay, I have mass cheetah. No, it's the cheetah kid. Mm, okay. Big boss man loses to Jeff Jarrett. Big bubble. Jeff interview. He gets uh he's gonna get a match with Big Show and refers to himself as an impact player. Because he'll later go on to create a TV show called Impact. Oh, I get it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay, okay. There was also a faction in ECW called the Impact Players. Oh, I didn't know that. Featuring Justin Incredible, who's apparently got a lot of heat with people recently. I feel like he's had a lot of heat with people a lot, but I don't know. Well, he made a book, and we had a couple weeks ago Front Face Lock on, and one of the members of Front Face Lock, who was not on our show, had ordered a book from Justin Incredible. And Just Incredible has not sent these books out to people and has oh. basically blown them off. Like, oh. they ordered merch and things from them and they're not getting the shit. So Just, just Incredible's got some uh, 
And these people actually defended just incredible. Like, no, we, we had the guy on, he was cool. We met him, blah, 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 blah. And then they stiffed them or then he stiffed them on the book. So yeah, it's a whole thing. Faces of fear versus Harlem heat. Benoit and Mongo make their presence felt. It's no contest when the outsiders show up and both teams decide, fuck it. We don't want to wrestle anymore and try and run off the outsiders. Yeah, that's I mean, about it. No more match. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck NWS it. Here. What, what, what else are they gonna do? Like, sit there and wait to get their asses whooped because that's what was gonna happen. So, might go well take the fight to them. And then we've got the NWO with Liz going to the ring. Hogan's ridiculous fucking hairpiece. The thing was so funny though. Like, it's it's. It's the wig from uh, Mega Mountain. He talks about the three ninjas. High noon at Mega Mountain. Dave How Dragon. Finished filming three ninjas. Uh, Dave Dragon. Go, Dave Dragon. Wow. You just want to talk about three ninjas and fuck the rest of this? Because we could do that. Can we? We could. I mean, it's your show. I mean, I know, right? But like, who's your favorite three ninja? Oh, Colt. Colt. Yeah, yeah. I like Tum Tum. Understandable. I mean, Tum Tum's fun too because he he honestly of all of them, Tum Tum gets it. <laughs> but like, like they were like in the second one, kick back when he was just like, yeah, let's. I want to go to Japan. And grab like, yeah, uh, thank you for wanting to continue your ninja training. Like, no, no, no. I want to be a sumo wrestler because they get to eat all day. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm just like Tum Tum gets it. So yeah, Tum Tum's my guy. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, that's enough three ninjas talk. I'm sorry. I just he was, uh, he was he was a character named Dave Dragon in what's not even arguably the worst three ninjas movie. So didn't even have a lot. didn't even have any of the original three ninja kids. Had the same grandpa, but everybody else was replaced. Like the parents were replaced, the kids were replaced, and Hulk Hogan was Dave Dragon. Hogan shit talks macho man. Hogan says Liz faked the video like every woman he's ever slept with has faked an orgasm with him. Mm. Uh, the nasty boys then come down with NWO shirts and they're like, hey, you know, the contracts that you gave us, like, it's not the money you promised us. It's not this. It's not that. And Hogan's like, oh, well, uh, the problem is these aren't the contracts. I didn't sign these contracts. And if I didn't sign these contracts, you guys shouldn't be wearing our colors. We didn't give you permission to wear our colors because you don't have signed contracts and the nasty boys get jumped, yeah. which we all saw coming a million miles. Like, if I was watching this in 1996, I knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. Like, like, especially if you had just seen what he did to the disciple like a month and a half ago. Like, Booty Man, Zodiac. He's not the disciple yet. Touche. Uh, Hogan is delusional and thinking Liz had anything but nightmares about Hogan and his erectile dysfunction. Uh, the outsiders take over commentary. And when Hogan goes to get on commentary, his mic is turned off. Thank God. I didn't have to listen to him talk anymore. As we go off air. This is fucking long, dude. October 21st though. Last nitro before Halloween havoc. Bobby Eaton loses to Chris Jericho. Uh, X-Pac and Fake Sting are recording the show from the crowd with a handheld camcorder that kids probably have no idea what the fuck that is. 
Uh, basically, Xbox got a match against Jericho at Halloween Havoc and says he's not impressed with Jericho. Jericho does an interview, says he's going to beat X-Pac at Halloween Havoc because he's babyface good guy Jericho with no vanilla, no flavor whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, he can't fuck with six. Dean Malenko defeats Jimmy Graffiti. This motherfucker here. So this Jimmy Graffiti thing, I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, so is is this where uh, this where John Cena got his gimmick from? Is this this where he got it? Is he was he doing a riff on Jimmy Graffiti? Because it feels like he was doing a riff on Jimmy Graffiti. Now, now that I look back at it. So so fun fact, Jimmy Graffiti. Uh, known to wrestling fans better as the gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. I know the name. He was part of the wrestler. He was one half of the heavenly bodies in WWF. Got you. Okay. But also, yes, that's where that's where Cena got his gimmick from. Clearly, because everything he's wearing here is like, oh yeah, that's that's one hundred percent Cena. Like. DDP defeats Pittman. Guess what? Pittman's out there with Teddy Long, and the ref is Nick Patrick. So more Nick Patrick bullshit. Nick Patrick has been the star of Nitro these six weeks. It's a big-time talent, man. Ron Studd loses to Jeff Jarrett because just like we saw with Macho Man, Jeff Jarrett has to defeat people equal to the Big Show before his match with the Big Show. So... He's got to feed a big. He's got to beat a big tall guy to show that he can beat a big tall guy. And poor, poor Yete, poor Ron Reese, is the fall guy. Yeah. For all of this. Yeah, yeah. Poor him. He'll live. Flair comes down. We have a strut off before the match, uh, and then they handshake. We do a Jeff Jarrett interview after the match. Flair takes over the interview because he's motherfucking Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. He goes off on the NWO and says, oh, and I'll be in Jeff Jarrett's corner because this is mini me. This is this is the next me. It's I mean, not. He does the strut like Ric Flair, does the figure four like Ric Flair. He certainly does seem to believe he's the next Ric Flair. So he's not. Um, Roadblock? who I definitely thought was part of the Dungeon of Doom, but apparently was not. Loses to Lex Luger. Yeah. After several attempts of getting him up for the for the wreck. Yeah. Well, he's I, hurt. Yeah. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll go with that. The American males are back together, losing to Harlem Heat, as the outsiders watch from the crowd with their, their nose tape strips on. That happened. Uh, the Fantastics lose to the face. Dude, who the fuck? The Cheetah Kid, Roadblock, fucking Jimmy Griffey. Like, who the fuck are these people? The Fantastics? Yeah, the Fantastics was a, was a new one to me, too. I'm like, I don't remember these people at all. Like, I don't know these dudes. Jerry Lynn in a mask loses to NWO Sting. JL is his name. Yeah, Jerry Lynn. That's what JL stands for. Jerry J-L. Lynn. JL. Jerry Lynn. JL. It used to be Mr. JL. 
The real Sting finally shows up, takes out the NWO Sting, and the NWO watches from ringside as the man that they created and brought into their faction gets his ass whooped by the real Sting because they don't want none of Sting. They know better. And this is, again... Well, they just don't give a shit about the cheap imitation they made. Well, that too, but this is close to the Sting that we get to know and love. He's got, you know, kind of the, the, the white face paint. It's getting there. It's, he's got it's the, he's got, he's still got the white face paint, but he's still in the old style of the face paint. So it's just like still, still hasn't quite gotten there yet. But he's he's getting there, and yeah, they just let it happen because also because they still want Sting in the NWO, so they're not going to jump him if they're still trying to get him in. Well, here they come in and they offer Sting a spot in the NWO, and this is where Kevin Nash and Razor Ramon tell us, hey. We know we'd be pissed if someone pretended to dress up like us. We know all about that. So we know how angry you are. Mm-hmm. We got your attention. <laughs> Only thing that's for sure about Sting, though, is nothing's for sure. Again, we're finally getting to this thing I can't wait to see. And the Dungeon of Doom is still fucking around. <laughs> uh, then we got Benoit versus Savage. Uh, Eric again shows why the fuck is Eric Bischoff showing Randy videos of Hogan and Liz before his matches because we don't get the matches so this is Hogan on a movie set Eric's taking been stirring over the-, the pot all along man that's why when he finally joins the NWA they can point back to all this stuff and say see I was working with them the whole time so so he's the higher power yeah yeah wcw did it first uh basically the nwo take over the movie set hogan kicks the director out kicks the cameraman out uh and then he's trying to get liz to send a message to macho man but he won't so he like quarters liz and yells at her and threatens her mind you macho man is wearing all black this is not like the macho man we're used to in the bright colors and the slim gym outfits, all black, still the same outfit, still, still got the tassels and the cowboy hat and all that straight black. And basically he says he's going to fucking kill Hulk Hogan. And I am all in on macho man, Randy Savage. At this point. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot. If you say you want to murder Hulk Hogan, like that's what I hate about this whole thing is that I, I kind of have to agree with Sullivan which breaks my heart because Sullivan has always said the truth in which Hulk Hogan is a piece of shit and fuck Hulk Hogan. So is Bobby Heenan. Yeah, but I like Bobby Heenan. I don't fucking hate Bobby Heenan. I hate Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, that was just one of those things. Like, it was just one of my favorite things about this was Bobby Heenan, like, right after um, Bash at the Beach. was like, haven't I been saying it? I've been saying it all along, and nobody's been listening to it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Bobby, you have. My favorite WCW pay-per-view of all time. My favorite NXT special Halloween Havoc. We are finally here. And guess what we're kicking off with, ladies and gentlemen? Luchadors. Cruiserweight title match. Rey Mysterio loses to Stinko Malenko for the Cruiserweight title. What? No, I said Luchadors. And he was like, oh, Mysterio Malenko, a Luchador. Loses to Stinko Malenko for the Cruiserweight title. Remember when they used to call him Stinko Malenko? I'm going to bring that back. I mean, Jericho called him Stinko Malenko. That's one of the best things Jericho's ever done. Yeah. 
Crowd was dead during this match. Yeah, I mean, Vegas. They were still like, most of them were probably high. Like, it's just, you know, they got to, they got to get, they got to get themselves revved up. You know, it takes a while. Yeah. Ray got his mask, mask back during the match, but lost his belt. So, yeah. you know, you got your panties back, but you, you don't have a belt to hold the pants up. The whole mask switch thing during the match, too, was weird to me. Like, why bother? Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, now it doesn't match your gear. Like, why did you do that? Yeah, it was really fucking weird. Uh, Double J has an interview. Uh, the NWO doesn't impress him. Listen, that fucking laugh that Jeff Jarrett does is going to drive me insane. That, ha ha. Like, after everything he fucking says, it's going to drive me fucking insane. I can't stand it. I hate it. The weird thing about this interview to me, though, is how Jared is like, yeah, you might kick my ass and fuck me up, blah, 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 but you won't choke slam me. And he's like, really? Really? That That's that's your that's 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 your promo on on, on the giant. Like, he's probably going to kick your ass and fuck you up, but he won't choke slam you. No, no, no. And just. OK. You will not choke slam me. And Rick says he is going to orchestrate a brothel. Of fans for Double J after his match when he wins, really? Because that's what Ric Flair does. Okay. What? That's what he said. Did he really say the words "orchestrated brothel"? No, he said. Uh, I believe he said, "It's time once again for everybody to come aboard the Ho Train." Pretty sure he didn't say that either. Uh, he might have said the Woo Train, but you know. It was along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, sure. Travis. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. DDP <laughs> defeats Eddie Guerrero in the battle for the ring. So apparently, again, this bugged me because the majority of these matches were set up on WCW Saturday night. They were not set up on Nitro. Mm-hmm. So like we knew from two months ago that Eddie and DDP had issues. We know that DDP had the battle bowl ring that Eddie beat him for it. And he never gave it back, but they don't reference it or talk about it on any of the nitros leading up to this during any of DDP's matches. But that's what this match is for is for the battle bowl ring that Eddie beat DDP for. Um, Eddie ends up losing. And then DDP who said he lost the ring miraculously finds it in the corner. And it's there and he's got it back now that he won it. Mm-hmm. We do a drawing for the new owner of the Slim Jim monster truck. Some lucky fan won a Slim Jim monster truck. Sure they did. Uh, we find out that you can listen to pay-per-views, specifically Halloween Havoc, uh, on the internet, audio only. So if you can't afford to buy the pay-per-view, go to this website and you can yeah. hear what's going on. Yeah, just listen, just listen. This was a thing back in the day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Early internet. Stingo Malenko has an interview. Says he's going to take on all comers, even Ray, directly on his face, if need be. Uh, Big show interview with DiBiase. Well, he doesn't have... Well, no. Stinko's going to take it on his face. Oh, I know. Which is probably why he wanted the mask, but he doesn't have it anymore. I'm saying, like, when, when I was saying, when Ray was champ, he also was ready to take on all comers. That's why he wore a mask. So, like, saying Malenko's going to do it, too. He's like, you need to prepare yourself because Ray did. Get a mask. Yeah. We got a big show interview with DiBiase. Double J's an idiot. Got played for taking this match. 
Apparently, Big Show is the U.S. champion, but never won it. He just took the belt. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, sir. Big Show defeats Double J. Of course he does. Flair grabs a mic and taunts Big Show. Because Flair talks shit. That's what Flair be doing. The reason that Big Show wins the match is because Flair hits Big Show with a low blow in front of the ref. Because he doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself. He didn't care about Double J winning. No, he didn't. He didn't. The four horsemen, the four horsemen come down to join Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett, who's not mad that he lost the match, and Big Show runs off. Where the fuck's the NWO? You still have, you still have, you've got Big Show, X Pac, Nash, Hall, Hogan, Vincent. Like you, you're still outnumbering them. It's true. I don't know. It's a good question, a valid question. Then we get another Ted DiBiase interview with X-Pac before X-Pac defeats Chris Jericho. Apparently, that is that is the new thing now is before every NWO match, we're going to do an interview with Ted DiBiase and the person in the ring, and then they're going to walk through the crowd to the ring for their match. Mm-hmm. Lex Luger defeats Arn Anderson because WCW can't get their shit together and just worry about the NWO. They still got to do a lot of infighting. Lex keeps the rack on well after the bell is over to punish Arn Anderson. I also, um, I believe this is Arn's last match or second to last match or something like that before the yeah. before he like steps away because of neck injuries and stuff. He gets stretchered out here, and Rick and Double J come to check on him and go to the hospital with him to make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. Which means Benoit and Mongo are all by themselves. Yeah, I believe that was why they did it that way, too, because they knew he wasn't going to be doing it anymore after this match, so they had it. So, like, he was, like, really hurt and blah, blah, blah. The Faces of Fear lose to Benoit and Mongo in their match. Yeah, we got another Bobby Heenanism in here, too. I don't remember exactly what it was. I didn't want to go back and find it, but it was some other, you know, some kind of racist, racist Bobby Heenan shit about the way that the Faces of Fear talked. That was about it. After the match, the Dungeon of Doom, who still fucking exist, destroy Benoit and Mongo. Yep, because they're all alone. Uh, the Outsiders defeat Harlem Heat to become your WCW Tag Team Champions. Yup. Colonel Parker ends up bitching out, handing Kevin Nash the cane, which he then uses to hit Booker, Booker T. Yeah. And get the win. I want to say he hit Booker T. Yeah, because Stevie Ray was on the outside. And yeah. Have we talked about how this whole Colonel Parker and Kane and Cole slash Harlem Heat thing bothers me? Yeah, we have. We discussed how Booker T's from Texas, but he's a part of Harlem Heat. You mentioned that last episode. Yeah. Because Kevin Kevin Owens brought it up. He's like, Yeah, you're from Texas. Kevin Nash, not Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens mentioned it last or Kevin Nash. Not Kevin. No, Owens. no, Kevin Owens on SmackDown oh. recently when he challenged Stone Cold Steve Austin to a match. Said you're from Texas, but you spent your entire career in a tag team called Harlem Heat because you think Texas is shit. This is part of Kevin Owens shitting on Texas. Got it. Shitting on people from Texas. Got it. Okay, okay, that's what you meant. I'm like, because. Nash and Hall did actually say something about Texas when talking to Harlem, talking to Harlem Heat, like in one of their promos or something. So I thought that's what you yeah. were mentioning. But okay, no. gotcha. 
Now, is it is it the Houston hangover? Or is it the Harlem hangover at this point? At this point, it's still the Harlem hangover because they're still from Harlem. He didn't start calling it the Houston hangover until after he got to WWE. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, fuck Colonel Parker. I don't know why they're still dealing with him. Yeah. Also, did you get the feeling that Sister Sherry was blind? No. There was this weird thing where, like, she had glasses on and she was walking really slow and it looked like she was using people to guide her to the ring. I was mad. Matt. She yeah. was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is Sherry Martell. She was okay. fucked up. Okay. I was just like, did she get blinded on WCW Saturday night and I missed it? Like, No, she was fucked up. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense, actually. And in our main event for the NWO WCW World Heavyweight Championship, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan defeats Randy Macho Man Savage. And I believe this is actually like the first time they faced each other for a world title since that one time they did it at WrestleMania, like back in the 80s. <clears throat> at least for the title. Like they faced each other before, I'm pretty sure, but not for a title since back then. I feel like they did, and I feel like we covered it. Nope. Every time one of them had a title match, it was against someone else. It was never against each other. Really? I will tell you this, though. I love Macho Man Randy Savage. He snatched the fucking hairpiece off Hulk Hogan, which made me so happy. Which, by the way, just want to point out that Hogan was willing to let himself be made fun of that way. Like, you know, he, he was okay with that, so... You know, you can't. Then he shoved the hairpiece into Hogan's mouth. Yeah, yeah. All things that, you know. Hogan was like, yeah, you can make fun of me this way. I'm still winning the match, though. I'm not losing. That's not going to work for me, brother. Do whatever the fuck you want. I'm still walking out champ. Yeah. Yeah. Hogan shit. Yeah. Make him let let people make him look like a cowardice piece of shit. Um, The Slim Jim monster truck comes in with Randy. As part of his entrance. Yeah, he just stops and ushers in the monster truck for a while and then walks to the ring. It is, yeah. They got to show off those monster trucks. And Nick Patrick. You saw how during this pay-per-view, like, you know, Slim Jim had advertising everywhere. Like the ring posts. Even like the ring itself had the decorations and all that kind of stuff. You know, in WWE, Vince don't play that shit. Like the canvas is off limits for him. Um, But like, yeah, WCW don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. How much you paying, Slim Jim? Yeah, you want that too? Yeah. What the, yeah, you get a couple spots on the campus around the Halloween Havoc logo and want the post. You can have it all. Eric Bischoff would have wore a full three-piece Slim Jim suit on commentary if they had asked for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They needed the money. Yeah. Um, Nick Patrick ends up screwing WCW over. Yeah. Because he is with the NWO. Can you prove that though? He was the masked man for NWO Saturday night. You have no proof. I guess you could make the argument that he screwed Macho Man because Macho Man hurt him. You don't know. But he was pretty buddy buddy with Hulk Hogan. Perhaps. I mean, you know, if there are people on one side who are kicking everybody's ass and you don't want to get your ass kicked, what do you do? And then I popped. I popped because the bagpipes played. 
And the only time in my life I ever hear bagpipes are during a corn song or if Roddy Piper's coming out. One of those two times. And I knew corn was not showing up in 1996. <laughs> I knew that wasn't happening. So I knew exactly what was going on. And somehow they dragged this segment on yeah. so long it took that I long. did not give a fuck about it at the end. Yeah, yeah. When it first happened, though, I'm like, I bet Matt doesn't know this happened. So, like, he's like... I'm sure he enjoyed this when it was happening. Then, like, but same like you, like when it it kept going like to the end, like through the pay per view ending because they ran out of time and they were still in the ring going back and forth. He's like, "Yo, we could have, we could have ended this a lot sooner." Yeah, like five ten minutes ago, like this was a long fucking promo back and forth battle, and it also bothered me that Hogan kept like, "You know what? You know what, Roddy? You're uh, I say I'm the icon of the business, isn't that? But we we were running side by side. We were on the same level, like." You're no, you fucking weren't. heel, Hogan. And also, no, you weren't. <laughs> it's just like, no, you were not. Like, why are you paying respect to Roddy Piper? Like, you claim to be above a lot of people that you're not above already. But like, when you have someone here that you actually, you know, if you really look at the way things were positioned, yes, you are above Roddy Piper. Sorry for you, like hardcore Piper fans out there. But when it comes to like who was the bigger star, Hogan's a bigger star than Piper. It is what it is. But yeah, like in this case, you actually were. So, like, why, why are you capping for Roddy? Yeah, yeah. But like Roddy's you, out here to whoop your ass. Like, like you put the you put yourself above all these huge Hollywood stars and all this kind of stuff. But you are like groveling to Roddy Piper when you're he's there by himself, by the way, and yep. like he's surrounded by all these people who have your back. This makes no sense. Like, honestly, At all. none. You know, they really killed that for me because I was all excited when Roddy came out and started spitting. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I knew Roddy showed up. And I know Roddy and Hogan had a feud because it was that whole hip scar thing. Like, I remember that. Mm, but you didn't know when it happened. Like, when exactly? I did not know when it happened. I did not know it was going to happen here. So I heard it. I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. I know you're not going to win the title. You probably fucking should have at this point. But it's cool. Roddy, let's go. Mm. And then they killed it. They fucking murdered it. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to. They'll get some good stuff out of it, though. It's just, yeah, it lasted way too long. He could have came out. He shouldn't have gotten all the way into the ring. Like, he should have, like, walked out, said some stuff, because it makes no sense for him to be in that ring and they don't jump him, you know? So, so, like, if he stands back and talks all his shit and Hogan, you know, pushes back on him and they end it there, that's perfect. But they did too much. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. That was Halloween hat. It was. That it was. Did you enjoy the six weeks of Nitro and the Halloween Havoc that we watched? Yes. Um, You'd swallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd swallow it. Um, A lot of it is, I will admit, a lot of it is through nostalgia. But... There are still some stuff that there's still some stuff that I thought was was good. The whole them taking over Nitro thing was fun. Um, just the NW, seeing the NWO come and form itself and all that, and the whole the Sting thing when he dropped that Sting line, um, seeing the beginnings of the of the Crow Sting, and also it also helps that I know what's coming and how it's coming. So it's just like ah, this is this is what built for this that's coming later on. And it's just like, uh, I see the pieces coming together. So I was, so I enjoy that. Um, Luchadors are always fun to watch. Um, 
and they're fun to watch for me here because that's not the whole show. Yeah. Like you do that. Boom. You saw that cool, fun to watch, but I don't need an entire show of that. To me, like wrestling, when you're in a wrestling match, I need it to be a fight, not how cool can I, how cool the stuff can I do? You know? Yeah. So this is why I still enjoy this over a lot of current stuff because I like, I watched wrestling growing up because I like watching people fight. Well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, the company that I think you're alluding to. uh, I actually wasn't alluding to one company. I'm actually alluding to them all because they, okay. they're, they're all dip, like guilty of this at, at certain points now you're right because there is one that's probably more guilty than others but i'm ta- i was talking about all of them. like with daniel bryan and now william regal managing daniel bryan and john moxley uh a lot of that fight aspect that it was missing where it was a lot just of spot 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 every match uh a lot of that traditional wrestling is coming in it might it might you might be seeing the opposite of wcw where the majority of the card is the high flying spot stuff. And then the luchador segment or the cruiserweight segment is going to be like the traditional wrestling stuff that you get, mm-hmm. but you're still going to get traditional wrestling from AEW. So that's good. That's good. And you got Keith Lee in there now. Shane Swerve Strickland. Oh, they yeah. They do got Swerve now. Yeah, I did. See you have that. to pick up Swerve. Uh, Scorpio Sky, they gave the title to. So, you know, he's TNT champion now, so they gave the title to a black man. Did he win the title on TNT? Yeah, I think uh, he might have won it on TBS. Of course, because why name the titles after a certain station and not have the... I know, maybe he did win it on TNT because Rampage is on TNT, and I think he did win it. I think he did win it Friday night, not, not Wednesday. Yeah. I know that, but I do know they have TNT and TBS title matches on days that are not on those channels. Yes, they so do. It's, it's just like that's that's to me. It seems like that should be what draws people to your channel. You have a TNT champion. You want to draw people to this show. Have that title be the main focus on that show, yeah. or at least, or at least like you know, of course, world title at the top. But like that, that other title should be second on that on that show. I agree. Same with Rampage, the you know world title should still be number one, but the TBS title right underneath that, you know, and it's just like you got that backwards. So Rampage is on TNT, Dynamite is on TBS. Oh, they switched it. Uh, they didn't switch it, so they were both on TNT for a while, and Dynamite just recently got moved to TBS. Ah, uh, I don't know why. Okay, bigger audience apparently, or more people have TBS than TNT. Even though TNT seems like the flagship promotion, but Thunder was on TBS, Nitro was on TNT. Yeah, whatever the fuck. But yeah, Yeah. to answer your question, yes, I enjoy this. How about you, sir? Gargling undecidedly. There was a lot of stuff I did enjoy. There was a lot of stuff that made me cringe and I fucking hated. And there was a shit ton of people I had no idea who the fuck they were and didn't care about. It's true. Yeah, they they did they, they especially the last uh, Nitro world just rolled out the jobbers there. And it was just yeah yeah. And every Nitro had a jobber and Brad Armstrong. Yeah, so, you know. But this was also during the era when jobbers were a thing. You know, they still did that. So yeah, but it, I mean, beating Brad Armstrong isn't doing anything for anyone. Like it's not getting Hugh Morris over anymore. Like it, 
Yeah, they were just they were filling out the card. Like I said, the jobbers were a thing at this point. It, they never really did anything for anybody. Um, unless they were fighting like somebody who had a big match coming up and they were just squashing people all the way through and they're trying to build them up. That makes sense. But other than that, it really doesn't do much. So yeah, gargling undecidedly, but that's better than me spitting everything. So with Dungeon of Doom and Hulk Hogan on my TV every week from what we've seen leading up to all of this, we are moving in a positive direction. Yeah. Give me more Kevin Nash. That man is fucking beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. 1996 Kevin Nash probably could have been, should have been the sexiest man alive. It's quite possible. They ridiculous. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah I'm not gay. I'm married. I have a daughter, but 1996 Kevin Nash, Nash, if he had hit on me, I might've. Yeah. Nash is still a beautiful man. Like his old ass is still beautiful. So it's just like, you know, it's fine. It's, some people are blessed like that, you know? Um, But yeah, world war three is next though. Oh, yay. Because, fuck, that's a shit show. 60 men, Matt. Three. So rings. do you like World War Three more than you like the Royal Rumble? Hell no. Hell no. Because it's the Royal Rumble times three. or times Not three. really, because the thing is, one of the things that makes the Royal Rumble so great is that countdown and seeing who's coming out next, you know? Yeah. With World War Three, they literally start everybody in the ring. So it's just like they bring everybody the out at rings. once in the three rings. Yeah, they start it. They bring everybody out at once, and then they start the match then. So that's not as much fun. For those of you who are listening who aren't familiar with World War Three, it is three rings, 20 people in each ring. And then as the numbers dwindle down and people get eliminated from each of the three rings that are happening all at once, they start combining rings. Yeah, basically what they do is they keep going until there's, until there's five left in their ring and then that ring stops and once each ring has five people left they bring them all to the center ring and they finish it off there all right travis uh, plug creation number plug creation world what you've got going on okay so you know you can follow us all on both twitter and instagram at the creation world that is at t-h-e-c-r-e-a-t-i-a world i'm not going to tell you all how to spell world if you don't know how to spell world get a fucking dictionary um also facebook at facebook.com slash creation world also check us out on face on uh not facebook on creationworld.com that's where you get all the you know the insight on what everything we do is right there creationworld.com um you can also follow uh me on both twitter and instagram at lord underscore cuss a lot that is at l-o-r-d underscore c-u-s-s-a-l-o-t-t i host a weekly show with mara the shark watkins Super flashy Arrow of Tomorrow. Check that out if you're a fan of the Arrowverse on the CW. Um, also, Creation Conversation and Dungeons of the Dark will be back soon. I promise. I know. I know it's been a while. It'll, they'll be back. Um, believe that's it. There's, well, there's a Facebook group for uh, Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow. Facebook.com slash group slash Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow. Hello. Oh, you put them away. Okay. And you guys can follow me at my readers at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R on Twitter only. Twitter and Instagram, Smackin' It Raw Pod. Smackin' It Raw Pod. Uh, I run the Twitter. Vince runs the Instagram. You guys can check us out there. I basically turned the Twitter for Smackin' It Raw Pod into the Return to Wrestling Twitter. So uh, I post about my little watch-alongs as I do through WCW. Um, they're uh, trying to do a little something different there. But go check that out as well. Get those numbers up. Uh, facebook.com slash group slash smacking raw. We have a very fun group over there run by Mike Willis, uh, who's been great to us, who also drops a uh, monthly request through Patreon for a topic that we talk about every month. 
Um, so if you're interested in that, you can check out our Patreon. All that is in the link tree at Matt Ritter. Um, you can find the link trees for Link Tree Creation World and Link Tree Smack and Raw there, where you can find the video and audio forms. Smack and Raw is the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. And uh, also, I believe we got a new Spitter Swallow episode from Vince that dropped or yes. is going to drop. It's out. Um, where he, along with the Sheely Showcase, reviews AEW Revolution. So please go check that out. It's YouTube exclusive. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Enjoy and check that out. Uh, Vince does a great job with that, and we really do appreciate it. However, this has been my once-a-month visitation with my best friend Travis via the internet, and it has been fantastic. Travis, thank you. I had fun. Really liked that shirt. You guys can pick those up through Young Kings Wrestling. Uh, Link is also at Matt Ritter. If you want to go grab one of those, money goes to a good cause. I will see you again next month for World War III. Thank you again. Uh, This has been your return to wrestling. Peace.